My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, praises be to our loving Abba, that we are again gathered together to serve and to worship Yahuwah God and his beloved son, Yahusha the Christ. Now we will continue on with our series studying the Beatitudes, a part of the sermon that Yahusha preached when he was in Galilee. It's also commonly called the Sermon on the Mount. Previous two weeks, we talked about the first two Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who mourn. Today, we're going to talk about the third so-called Beatitude or the attitude that we need to adopt in our life so that we can become more and more like Yahushua and inherit the kingdom of heaven. So what is the next attitude that we must put on according to the Christ himself? Let's begin our studies in the book of Matthew Chapter 5 and the verses 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. According to Yahushua Christ, what is also an attitude that we must adopt, that we must put on to become like him? It is the attitude of meekness. Yahushua says, blessed are the meek. Now, why are the meek considered blessed by Yahushua? Because they shall inherit the earth. Now, what does it mean that they shall inherit the earth? We know what that includes. The new heavens and the earth and the bonuses that come along with that. What are these bonuses that come along? When the meek inherit the earth, it comes with a new body, a glorious body. Because if we do not have a glorious body, how can we enjoy the new earth. So it comes with the body which is eternal, one that does not get sick. What else are the bonuses included when we inherit the new heavens and the new earth? Life everlasting. Not only shall we enjoy the new earth with new immortal bodies, we will also have life everlasting to be with Abba and his son, forevermore. This is why blessed are those who are me. Well, what does it mean for one to be me? Because there are people who associate meekness with weakness. To be meek, they say, means to be like a doormat, someone you can push around and bully. Meekness is weakness. They say, I don't want to be meek. I want to be strong and powerful. I want to be a conqueror. I don't want to be me. Well, what does it mean to be me? Is meekness weakness? Well, according to scriptures, who is a good example of one who was meek? Numbers 12 and the verses 3. Now the man Moses, do you remember Moses? The man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth, who is an example of one who was meek, Moses. Not only was he very meek, he was known for his meekness because above all the men upon the face of the earth, he was the one who was most meek. Was Moses weak? No, he was strong. He was powerful. He had authority when he spoke. He was not weak, but he was meek, who also was considered and was known for his meekness. Let's read the book of Matthew 11 
and the verses 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Besides Moses, who was also known for his meekness, well, who was the one speaking here, brothers and sisters? Who was this? This was Yahushua, the king of kings, the son of God. He said, I am meek and lowly in heart. When we think about Moses, arguably the most important and greatest figure in the Old Testament, he was considered the mediator of the Old Covenant, covenant the, giving, the giver of the laws in the Old Testament times. When we consider Yahushua himself, the Son of God, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, what do Moses and Yahushua both have in common? Both were known for their meekness. And so this teaches us meekness is not weakness. And meekness is a way for us to attain, to inherit the promises of loving Abba, Yahuwah, our God. This is why they will inherit the earth, for they will receive salvation and everlasting life. And so we need to know what meekness is, because it is exemplified by Moses and Yahushua. Well, let's read what is meekness. What is one aspect of this quality called meekness? Proverbs 16.32, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. So what is meekness? Meekness is not the absence of strength, but meekness is the control of strength. Strength under control. This is why when we think of people who are meek, they do not react, they respond. You know, when people react because maybe they have an anger problem, when they react to situations and people, what often is the result? Nothing productive, but something destructive. Meekness is different. They respond, not react. What does it mean they respond? They think about the situation. And as they think about the situation, they act according to wisdom, the wisdom of our God. They show self-restraint and self-control. What is required for one to act in meekness, something called patience. We need to learn to be patient with people. We need to learn to be patient with situations. Because when we try and force the issue, about a situation or with people in our life, we end up destroying the process. And so patience, self-control, this is what characterizes meekness. How was this illustrated in the life of Yahushua HaMashiach? This is what Apostle Peter attests to in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, 21 to 23. For God called you to do good even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example, and you must follow his steps. He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, 
nor threatened revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. How did Yahushua illustrate his gentle spirit and the meekness of heart that he possessed according to Apostle Peter? Well, Apostle Peter says he did not retaliate when he was insulted. He did not act out or threaten revenge when he suffered. In fact, when he was on the cross, what did he declare? He said, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. This is an example of meekness. Could Yahushua with his power and authority, could he have done something against those who insulted him? Yes, but he chose not to because of his gentle spirit, because he was meek. What did Apostle Peter say about the meekness of Yahushua the Christ? He said he left us a good example to follow. And so we should follow this example of Yahushua. Because nowadays, especially since we bear the name of Yahushua, what do we receive from time to time? Persecution, right? Insult. There are people who speak negative of us, including those whom we consider our friends, because we have adopted the name of Yahuwah and the name of Yahushua. And so what should we do? What example should we follow? The meekness of Yahushua. Well, how can I do that? How can I learn to be meek like Yahushua? Bible says what Yahushua did was he left his case in the hands of God. You see, brothers and sisters, there is a time when it is appropriate for us to simply just let go. Right? Just let go. It feels so good. You lose a lot of stress. Isn't that what you need? Isn't that what we all need to get rid of some stress? Why not just let go and give it over to Yahuwah God? Leave that case in the hands of God. One of the reasons why we stress ourselves out to death is because we try to control everything, micromanage everything in our life. There's a time we should just release it to Abba, saying to him, Abba, you know what is going on? This situation I leave into your hands. And so let us learn by good example. Let us do our best to be patient with others, leaving it in the hands of God, not retaliating when people insult us. Well, how else did Yahushua demonstrate his meekness? We know he was gentle and lowly of heart, but was there a time when he showed strength and boldness of speech? Absolutely. Remember, meekness is strength in control. But there are times when that strength is simply expressed for the good. What is one example? The book of John, chapter 2, 14 to 16. There in the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and pigeons, and also the money changers sitting at their tables. So he made a whip from cords and drove all the animals out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He overturned the, ta the tables of the money changers and scattered their coins. And he ordered those who sold the pigeons, take them out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. No one can ever say now that Yahushua was a pushover, right? No one can ever say that Yahushua can be bullied. Yes, he was meek, 
but he was, there were times when he showed his boldness of speech and his strength of character, right? Here's one occasion. Where was Yahusha at? The temple, place of worship. When he was in the temple, what did he see? He saw people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons. He even saw money changers sitting at their tables. When he saw this, what did he do? He made a whip from cords and drove out all the animals out of the temple. He overturned the tables. He showed his strength. He showed his boldness. Why? Because the father, Yahuwah God, was being blasphemed. This was not about him. It was about his father. It's about, it's about God. What did he say concerning what they did? He said, stop making my father's house into a marketplace. This is why we can see that Yahushua strongly disagrees and boldly speaks against people who use religion and turn it into a marketplace. When they use religion, when they use the church to begin selling merchandise, so on and so forth, this was rejected boldly by Yahusha the Christ. When else did Yahusha show strength and boldly rebuke his opposers? Let's read the book of Matthew 23, 13 and 15. How terrible for you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You lock the door to the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, but you yourselves don't go in, nor do you allow in those who are trying to enter. How terrible for you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. That's an exclamation point. Right? You sail the seas and cross whole countries to win one convert. And when you succeed, you make him twice as deserving of going to hell as you yourselves are. Here's Yahushua. Again, no one can say that Yahushua was a pushover, that he was being bullied. Oh, no. What was he doing? He was speaking boldly against the teachers of the law. Who are they? The Pharisees, religious leaders authorized to preach the law of Moses. Why was he so against the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? Because of their hypocrisy. If there's something Yahushua did not like that he spoke boldly against, it was religious people who lived a life of hypocrisy. And how was his hypocrisy expressed? What did they do? Yahushua says they will go overseas. They will sail the seas and cross whole countries to win one convert. They would put on a show. They would want to convince you that they're really concerned about that one convert. And so they have programs of outreach and they ask for your offering. But what does Yahushua say? Yahushua says that's hypocrisy because you're not leading them to the kingdom of heaven. It is only for show. And once they get converted, once you win what convert, what do they do with that one convert? Bible says you make him twice as deserving of going to hell as you yourselves are. And this is why Yahushua preached against them. 
religious people, religious leaders who think they're better than everyone else and live a life of hypocrisy. He spoke boldly against the money changers in the temple. He spoke boldly against the, hip the hypocrites during his time, showing his strength under control. And so there's one aspect of, of meekness that we need to develop in our life. However, there's an even more important aspect of meekness. And we need to understand what this means. Because this is very important for all of us, especially as we prepare for the great day of salvation. What else? What is that other aspect of meekness that we need to understand and implement in our life? Jeremiah 18, 1 to 6, Yahuwah said to me, go down to the potter's house where I will give you my message. So I went there and saw the potter working at his wheel. Whenever a piece of pottery turned out imperfect, he would take the clay and make it into something else. Then Yahuwah said to me, don't I have the right to do with you, people of Israel? what the potter did with the clay. You are in my hands, just like clay in the potter's hands. And so what also is a most important aspect of meekness? It is the concept of absolute surrender to the hands of Yahuwah, our God. And how did Yahuwah himself illustrate this powerful concept of absolute surrender in his hands. Yahuwah said to Jeremiah, I want you to go to the potter's house. Do you know what a potter is? Maybe I can ask my daughter. Mr. Jenna, do you know what a potter is? Someone who makes figures or potteries from clay, right? And so you take clay and then the potter shapes it into a figurine of some kind some kind of masterpiece, some kind of work. And so Yahuwah tells Jeremiah, go to the potter's house because he wants to teach us all about absolute surrender. You see, for a potter to make something good out of the clay, the clay needs to be pliable, soft, not hard, right? If the clay is hard, it's kind of difficult to make it into something perfect, something good. And so we are clay in the potter's hands. Who is our potter? What is your answer? Yahuwah God. And so if we are clay in Yahuwah's hands, what must we show Yahuwah? We should show absolute surrender. Do not resist the working of Yahuwah. Remember, he shapes us. He is forming us and molding us. And so for us to be molded properly, it requires for us to be meek, to be teachable, to be moldable. Do not resist Yahuwah God's work. Why must we trust Yahuwah God's work in forming and shaping and molding us? Because he is our father and he loves us very much. He has plans for us. He wants to create in us. He wants to make us one of his masterpieces. Don't you want Yahuwah God to form you into his masterpiece? We want that. And so let us cooperate with God. Let us surrender to Yahuwah Abba. 
Why can we place our complete trust in him? Yahuwah God says, when you look at the potter, whenever a piece of pottery turns out to be imperfect, what did what does he do? He would take the clay, right? Make it into something else. It also shows us Yahuwah God, he doesn't give up on us. You know, because of, because of our hardness and stubbornness, sometimes we fight against Yahuwah. We resist his work in our life. And so we end up making our life imperfect. But Yahuwah God does not give up on us. He looks at us and he creates another thing, another masterpiece. And so brethren, if we want what is best for our life, let us completely surrender to the will of Yahuwah our God. Well, what will God do? Because he is the potter. He is molding us and developing us. What does he use? What is his secret ingredient, if we can call it that, so we can be properly developed and molded? Romans 5, 3 down to 4. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they can help us develop endurance. And endurance develops Strength of character. Character strengthens our hope, our confident hope of salvation. What are some of the quote-unquote secret ingredients that Yahuwah God uses to mold us who are clay into a masterpiece from Yahuwah's hands? What does Yahuwah use? Problems and trials. What must we do when we encounter problems and trials in life, do not resist Yahuwah God developing and molding us. Because when we become bitter, when we harden our hearts, we end up hurting ourselves. But if we are going through a difficult time in our life, problems in life, going through different kinds of trials, what do we need to do? We should surrender to Yahuwah God and say to him, Father, these are the things happening in my life. Use them so that I can be molded according to what you want. And so what does Yahuwah God do? He will turn those problems into trials and use them as instruments to develop the strength of our character. You see what Yahuwah God wants from all of us is to strengthen and develop our character. This is important to Yahuwah God. What's more Important to God is our character, not necessarily our convenience. He wants to strengthen our character. And so to do that, he takes us sometimes to problems and trials in life. And for us, when we go through trials and problems in life, what must we do so that Yahuwah God can use all of that to develop and strengthen our character? James chapter 5, verses 10 to 11 for examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. How can we go through problems and trials and end up better? Not bitter, but better, stronger in character when we have patience in suffering. Take note that is one of the aspects of meekness, having patience with Yahuwah God, not forcing the issue, 
Be patient for God to develop and strengthen our character. Because when God wants to build great things, he wants to take his time. We should not rush Yahuwah God. Nothing good comes from impatience. But when you look at patience at work, you see a masterpiece. Who is a good example of one who was patient, though he was not perfect, but because of his patient, patience, Yahuwah God perfected him. His name was Job. He went through so much pain and difficulty in life, but because he learned patience, because he suffered and he went to Yahuwah God and God blessed him in the end, the result was the Job we know today, the man of faith. But he did not get there without first going through suffering and learning to be patient. Why can we always turn to Yahuwah God and believe and trust in him that he will develop and strengthen our character? The Bible says you can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. And so brethren, let us learn to surrender ourselves into the hands of God. You know who the best example is? We heard about Job, right? But do you know who the best example is of one who completely surrendered himself to Abba? Let's read the book of Matthew 26, 36 to 39. Then Yahushua went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them. My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. The best example of complete and absolute surrender to the will of God, to the hand of God, was Yahushua, the Christ himself. When the time for him to be arrested, to eventually be crucified, came, it tormented Yahushua. So much so, he invited his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, to be with him. And he said to them, I am in anguish and distress. How much distress? He said, he said himself, my soul is crushed with grief. To the point of death, you see, Yahushua was anticipating not just the physical agony of the cross, but more so the emotional and spiritual consequence of having the sin of mankind imputed upon him physically. It was too horrific to imagine. And so it was tormenting Yahushua. It caused him grief to the point he was being crushed to death. And so what did he do? He prayed. He prayed with all of his might. He prayed with all of his being. And he asked the father, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. And so he prayed to Abba, if he can be spared this suffering. Nevertheless, what showed the meekness of Yahusha the Christ. He then said to a loving Abba, yet I want your will to be done not mine we should also be like that brothers and sisters 
when we're going through difficult times in our life, it is good to pray. We should go to God and beg the Lord God to release us from our predicament, from our problems and trials. But we should also say to the Father, Father, you are the potter. I am but clay. And so what I want is what you want, because you know what is best for me. That requires absolute trust in our loving God. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the the hardest thing a person can ever do is to be patient in times of trial. Because when a person is going through a difficult time, what he or she wants is not only to be removed from that suffering, but to do it right away. But brethren, Yahuwah God knows more than we, and he knows what's truly best for each one of us. He's working on our character. He's, he has a purpose for everything that we're going through. And so the best response for all of us is for us to be meek, to let Yahuwah God have his way, to be clay in his hands that he may mold us into what he wants. And as he is molding us to becoming what he wants us to be, what can we expect from our loving father? Let's read the last passage of our studies today, the book of Psalms 32, 7 to 8. You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyous songs of salvation. Yahuwah says, I will instruct you. I will teach you the, the way that you should go. I will advise you as my eyes watch over you. Brothers and sisters, when we surrender our will to our God, God is going to teach us the way that we should go. It is as though Yahuwah God is saying to each one of us, because you surrendered yourself to my will, Yahuwah God is saying to us, I will be responsible for whatever happens to you. Brethren, that is a place of comfort, place of confidence, and the place of joy. This is why the psalmist says, you surround me with joyous songs of salvation. When we realize Yahuwah God will take responsibility for whatever happens to us when we give our absolute surrender to his will. He will be the one to teach us. But most importantly, did you notice the last passage? The last part of what we read? Yahuwah God says, I will advise you as my eyes watch over you. You see, God's eyes will watch carefully each and every one of us, knowing perfectly well every nuance of change in our emotion, in our thinking. He will see all of our imperfections like a potter does when he works with clay. And he will use everything that is with him, before him, to mold us so that we can become more and more like his son, Yahushua the Christ. He will never abandon us. He will keep watch over us. And when he keeps watch over his people, you will feel the loving presence of Abba. As he continues not only to comfort, not only to strengthen, but to instruct, to teach, and to advise us every step of our journey 
until we reach the promised land and inherit the earth everlasting life. Let us stand and let us pray together. Loving Abba. Yes. Merciful Yahuwah, our God. Indeed, you are almighty. Yes, Father. And also filled with unfailing love. Thank you. It is an honor. An honor to be clay. Yes, Father. In your mighty hands. Yes. Fashion us as you will. Yes. As you see fit. Yes. We will cooperate with you. Yes. We will not resist the work of your hands. Yes. As you develop the strength of our character. Father, teach us to show trust. Yes. Help us to develop patience. Yes. To become meek of character and mind. Help us that we may learn that as we relinquish control of our life yes, okay. and surrender to you, yes, okay. we will find true pastures. Yes, okay. And most of all, we will find your presence. Amen. That is truly what we want yes. to be with you and to feel your presence, yes, okay. to know that your watchful eye is upon us, yes. comforts each one of us yes. because we know we will never be alone. Because even when we cannot see you, you watch over each and every one of us. You know what we go through every day in our life. You know the heartaches of your people. You know the tears from our eyes. You also know the joys of our hearts. When we are happy, you are glad. You want what is best for us. If we will only really believe this, we will be able to show absolute surrender, just like your beloved son. Father, when bad things happen to your people, we cry as human beings. We do not want to be in pain and sorrow. And so we will go to you, loving Abba. We will ask you. We will pray to you. And ask you to deliver us. Heal us of our sicknesses. Give us what we need in our life. Nevertheless, we will always say as well. We want your will. Not ours, but your will be done. This is what we choose. We want to express this to you now. Please. Oh, loving Abba, may your will be done in our life, in every aspect of our existence. Yahusha, our King, we humbly approach your throne. You mentioned once before that you are always knocking at the door. We want you to fellowship with us. We can do nothing by ourselves. How can we fight for our faith if you will not give us courage? As human beings, we are but clay. We don't have spirit without you. But with you, we can do all things. We beg you now, come to us, even for a brief moment. But our preference would be you will live in us. You will fellowship with us. All the days of our life. Remember your servants throughout the world. 
who are calling out your name. When you see them, when you hear them, call out your name, Yahushua, respond from heaven. Show them your protection, your love and care and concern, for we need it, especially now. Your servants are going through many difficult moments. Extend and strengthen our faith. Yes. May you be pleased with your people. Father, thank you so much for listening to our prayers. Prepare us for the great day of our salvation. We ask and beg all things, loving Abba, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.